Got some sons for today's show, a rant, and a couple of stories. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is you decided to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day. My family and I greatly appreciate it. You found the only podcast in the world completely devoted to the coverage of the four major franchises of one major market, and that's Phoenix, Arizona. We do things a little bit differently. We do it from Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana, hence the name. We um, do every show Tuesday through Saturday. We cover ASU football, ASU basketball, USL Championship Soccer with the Phoenix Rising, and the WNBA with the Phoenix Mercury, all available to you. And I was about to repeat myself, so we're not going to do that. Uh, um, yeah, all, uh, um, all sons today. And uh, a couple of uh, other things as well. Uh, a rant, which we'll do right now. And some Uber stories. Uh, so, two things. Two things really quick. In what world, uh, normal world, is uh, room... 301 on the ground floor. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, there is this hotel, motel, it's more of a motel. It's, you know, kind of a lower grade motel. I was doing a grocery order, dropping it off, and... This motel in in here in Billings is called uh, the Vegas the Vegas Hotel, or, or they might just be called the Vegas. There's a casino downstairs as well. At the main lobby, uh, you uh, have your stairs to your um, right when you walk in the door, and then the, like the actual lobby desk to your left, and you go up the stairs and you see a sign that says. Uh, um, Rooms 100 to 200. I figure when I get up the stairs and go down a hall, that there would be rooms, you know, another set of stairs for three and four. But I don't know why I thought that because on the, or maybe just a hallway with, you know, rooms 300 or something like that. Maybe, I don't know. There's just like two floors and then, then down a hallway is maybe you don't go up, but I don't know what I was thinking. But it, either way, the hotel is not clear on it at all. I got to drop off this grocery order um, at three o five. That's the that's the room number. And the lady calls me, realizes that I'm there, and she said, um, "Are you are you here?" And I said, "I am." She said, "You uh, are you by the main lobby?" I, I said, "I am." She said, "You need to go back downstairs." And then um, go out and, and, and towards the back. And I said, okay. And so um, I instead of walking back to my car to drive over there, I'm like, I'll just walk. And so I, I, I guess I took the longest way possible. So I walk, and I, I'm like, I don't see anything. I keep on walking. So I walk all the way to the back end. And then I'm coming back around to the front again. But, but just before I get to the front, it opens up, and then there it is. Uh, the 300 level, and then there's another um, set of stairs that I would imagine is 400 level as well. So it's like 
uh, one and two are like inside rooms, like, you know, an actual fancier hotel. And then like uh, three and four are like rooms that you enter from the from the outside, like you up, you know, a flight of stairs and you enter from the outside and it's like have a balcony area like you would see at a Motel 6 or, or like a Super 8 or something like that. For those that haven't traveled to multiple hotels, uh, more your two to three star hotels are you know ones that you park and then enter from the outside. You 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 only go inside like the lobby is just the only thing inside. Where your four and five and and other star hotels, everything's inside. So it was it was like half and half, you know. So it was it was it was very weird. Um, and then so I'm. I've I pick up you know some other food orders and whatnot and at one here here's rant part two but not in sequence to what I uh, uh, what happened in, in, for the night I go to Hardy's to pick up some food and the other entrance another car comes up and um, goes to the drive-through I'm going to the drive-through but um, the drive-through entrance is closer to the entrance that they came in. So, you know, I start flashing my lights. And then here, so here's a rant. So, you know, those of you that know, when you flash your lights rapidly, there's two meanings. One, if you're uh, sat still or like at a four-way, you flash it rap- rapidly. Everybody knows what this means. Well, almost everybody. Apparently, this car didn't. And, and there's been some other people that didn't either. And so I'm sure some of you guys are like, well, yeah, of course. Screaming it at me right now. Or, or like, yeah, duh. It means go. You know, I, hey, I'm letting you go. I, you, I'm giving you the right of way. Correct? All right. Yeah, let's assume everybody's like, yeah, yeah, correct. What's the second one? Second one is when you're driving down the road and um, you want to alert cars that there's police authorities ahead. You know, maybe they're, they're, they're stopped um, and you want to let them know, hey, slow down, there's police ahead. Or, for some people do, hey, slow down, you know, it's a speed trap. That's the two instances you rapidly flash from your low to high beams. Either, hey, come on, go, 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 go. Or B, hey, slow down, hey, there's there's cops ahead. I mean, um, those are the two things. And I, I'm amazed at how people don't understand that that law that rule you know that that people do it's so simple now on to like the other uber part of the story so i get um an uber uh so i drop off uh for where was it it was oh it was old chicago uh pizza and tap room um which is on the west end of town and uh about i don't know Eight, eight, ten minutes from where I had to go uh, downtown to the Hilton, or it ended up being the Hilton. But the guy, for whatever reason, didn't pay attention, or he marked um, the um, what did he mark? He marked the Wild Ginger. It's a uh, Wild Ginger is a Japanese steakhouse. And so I I pull around to the wild ginger. At first I'm coming from one direction, um, and not the band. 
Um, <laughs> I, I can't help myself. A, a, a totally separate direction, and and uh, I realize, oh, this is not it. So I go around, and and I because of the one way, I can't turn right to the uh, wild ginger. I have to go up and then take a right and then come back down. Like um, I can't as a Montana Ave or something like that. That that the wild ginger sits. And so I get out, and they say, who are you looking for? I said, I'm looking for Brian. They said, we don't, no one here is Brian. You know, they're, they're closed. They close early, and they the people that were there just kind of hanging out, you know, drinking wine or whatever, I don't know. And uh, they started shouting, Brian, Brian, someone's here for you, Brian. <laughs> and uh, to no avail. And then the guy calls me, he said, hey, uh, are you you you're on the corner still? I said, yeah. Um, he's like, I'm I'm at the Paris or the the Double Tree, and I said, oh okay. Uh, I thought so. I I don't know why this other place was marked. So I get there, and he's like, I'm coming out right now, and uh, so I pull around. Double Tree's right across the street from the wild um. Uh, the wild uh, what you might call it? Done forgot the name. The wild ginger. Um, and one of the ladies before I left, she said. If Brian doesn't claim it, I'll give you 50 bucks to bring it back to me. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. So, well, Brian claimed it. I dropped the food off. And so I wanted to tell the people, you know, where the guy was and that it was marked wrong. So I go, you know, I do the same thing. You know, I can't make the right initial right. So I have to go up one street to make my right and then make another right to come back down uh, to the wild ginger. And uh, this, I rolled down my window and kind of slowed down and kind of pulled off a little bit. And I said, Brian was at the double tree. They said, oh, that's across the street. And I said, I know. Um, I don't know why I was there. And they said, oh, man, they must have uh, screwed up somehow. Hold on a second. There was like a spider on the wall, and I had to squish it. Um, and, uh, and they said, well, um, do you do you do this all the time? I said I do, and they said, "Can you like, if we give you money, can you you know go to Hardee's and get us food, or do you know does Uber Eats do that?" And I said well, they do, but I mean you don't have to do that if you want to give me you know some money, I'll go get it for you. I don't really care. I technically not really supposed to do that, but you know I. I don't know. It, it's kind of like a gray area. You're really not supposed to get numbers from customers, but they actually weren't a customer, so I guess that is no gray area at all. Now that I think about it, so I go offline. They, they, you know, I, they said, "Hey, just text me the order," and they, she said, "Okay, let me get you know. Here's my number. Da da da. I'll text the order from everybody at the table, or or maybe it's just me. I don't know." But they said, "You want money now?" I said, "No, no, no. You keep it." You can give it to me later, um, you know, just as good faith. I'm, I don't want to take your, you know, I, I don't want to make you think I'm going to take your money and run, you know. So you keep it. I didn't say that, but I, th I thought about that after. So you keep it. I'm, I'm going to come back with your food. So I'll pay for it. And you you can pay back or whatever you want to do. She's all right, great. And so I halfway there, I get the order, and I said, this is everything you want. She's like, yep. And I said, okay, I'm just going to tell them I'm going to read the text as your order. And she's like, perfect. And she said, get you something to drink if you want it. And I said, no, I'm, I'm good. So I get the order. I come back. They hand me, um, 
it was like 23 25 was the order total they hand me 40 bucks and then one of the other uh her friend handed me another like five bucks in in ones so i was like i got almost 50 bucks you know uh from from that one obviously well yeah i mean 23 of it was paying me back but um got all kinds of cash from that and then then order after that they paid me cash in a tip of eight dollars so i had like 50 what did it end up being i texted my sister how well i was doing um i text i texted let's see it was ended up being 54 dollars in cash from the two different things so it was it was awesome you know and and 34 of it i put in my gas tank so it was really cool so uh shout out to and and i forgot all your names so so as to so you know not just um and i told you guys that i'd be doing this and you can listen so if you guys are listening uh, i don't want to you know single any one of you out plus i forgot every you know i don't remember everybody's name i remember a couple names and i don't want to single anybody out so shout out to the people um there at the uh, wild ginger you guys know who you are so i appreciate it you guys were awesome and uh you know anytime you need need some need a food run and i'm around hit me up you that's awesome i appreciate it and thank you for listening to the show i hope i hope you enjoy it as you as you listen and and get be a part of the the um 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 big sky army so that's what we're calling ourselves i guess over here but anyway that's a couple of different things and and then like i made like 12 dollars on a couple of people canceled like there's one guy two guy um there was one guy that canceled twice one he paid a cancellation fee because i was like almost pulling into the place and it canceled then there was one he canceled like i think he entered the wrong address because said uh less than on my end, it said less than one minute of a trip. <laughs> and so he, there was no cancellation for that one, but he canceled the other one. And then um, I picked up, uh, I was headed to one, another couple, and they they canceled. Um, and then just before the other guy that canceled twice, there was another one that canceled, so I got some money from that. Um, and then I picked up the same person twice. He He didn't canceled but i picked him up twice i put, picked him up from the gas station took him to this casino and then you know half an hour later took him from the casino to to his house um and then uh one of the uh people that that canceled i did end up picking up and taking home and they were all kinds of drunk and they gave me twenty dollars so um i guess in all i made um, 80, let's see, 50, $74 in cash. And, uh, um, and, and then I spent 34 of it in, in my gas tank. And so now I still have, uh, $40. Um, those are 20 in my glove compartment and then a 20 in my wallet right now. So $40 in cash. 
So I did really, really good last night. So, but it was huge because I needed to, you know, I needed to do some, uh, make up some good money and I still owe my mom a little bit. So it's good stuff. But again, shout out to the folks at wild ginger. You guys are awesome. You guys are cool. I appreciate it. Um, you guys are really generous and it made a big difference in my life. If you're listening, if you're not, well, the people of uh, uh, the Big Sky Army, we all thank you for uh, for what you're doing. So, anyway, after all of that, we'll go ahead and transition to uh, Suns. It's all Suns today on Big Sky Sports Talk, and a, and a good bit of it, pro- probably a good 45 minutes of of Suns. Um, because well, they they play today, so. We'll uh, do all that next on Big Sky Sports Talk. Before I get into Suns, I totally forgot from the story previous, one of the uh, couple uh, that canceled earlier and then I actually ended up picking them up and taking them home. Um, they were Dodger fans, so I wanted to give him a hard time and said I should we, we should be able to charge you more for being a Dodger fan. He's like, give me back my money. He tipped me actually tipped me twenty dollars in cash. Um, that's the reason why I have the forty dollars left over. But it's always in good conversation. Had a um, you know, had a couple people. I know I'm supposed to get in sons, but I forgot a couple things. I had a couple people. Um, that I picked up, um, there was a concert, a uh, country artist, I don't even know the name, uh, that was, that was in town and, uh, picked a couple people, um, two groups of people, uh, from there. So made some good money there. Um, one, one group, uh, him and his buddy, his buddy couldn't find the car and, uh, they, they, uh, they were going downtown uh, to party some more after the concert. And then um, as I'm picking them up, I get another one, and it ended up being for um, the Metro or, or uh, First Interstate Bank Arena. And uh, by the time I got to them, the parking lot was empty. It's like they were the only ones. They even texted me. Uh, I told them, I said, sorry, I just picked someone up, and uh, I have to... Um, I have to... Um, drop them off, and I'm I'm coming back to you. Sorry, and they said no, it's cool. We're just sitting on the curb, and I immediately thought to myself, I feel like I'm picking up like kids that, you know, from school that I forgot. You know, like you know, maybe like say my niece and nephew, which I've never done this, but say they need to be picked up, and and my sister couldn't get them, and they were like the last ones from school being picked up. That's what I felt like. Is they said, well, we're on the curb, <laughs> and there was like no one there but them, pretty much. And I felt so bad, but I mean, you know, I can't have two different parties in my car. Otherwise, well, they wouldn't fit because they were at a much larger, larger party. Um, so anyway, that's all good fun. Um, a uh, couple of uh, players um, spoke to the media uh, yesterday, and then some of them um, uh, spoke to the media after practice. Um, the day before, so um, we have um, 
Monty Williams a couple times and some other different players. So we'll, we'll just go from that sound credits. Uh, is it's going to be um, the Phoenix Suns YouTube page and then Dwayne Rankin. Um, so this first one is um, just asked uh, from Dwayne Rankin about Monty Williams, how he feels about Chris Paul, uh, the injury, the right groin um, that was uh, injured in in game and game two. So uh, just kind of how, how how are you feeling, Mont? Um, about Chris Paul and, and about where, where you are right now. Ah, oh, gosh, dang it. Hold on a second. It never reconnected to... Um, uh, to the system. So if you heard any of that, it was coming from the... Uh, computer itself hold on a second disconnect connect sometimes you have to disconnect and reconnect it again oh come on come on that's so aggravating I saw the blue light and um there we go. There it is. I saw the blue light earlier, and I'm like, I thought it was connected, and, well, it wasn't. All right. How do you feel, Mont? One of those situations where, yeah, I think so. I mean, gratefully he didn't tear it or something like that where he's, you know, for the season. So you always have to look at the bright side of, you know, Tough situations and tough breaks. Uh, we're just grateful that it wasn't worse than, than we thought. Was you able to do anything today? No. Okay. I, I guess my other follow-up to that: How optimistic are you that you'll be able to get him back? I, it's, it's not even about that. I mean, I, I'm optimistic just because I believe in, in a number of things. The medical staff, Chris fights his tail off to get back, and um, we just have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, he's, I talked to him a few times yesterday, uh, frustrated for sure, I mean, train your whole career for these types of moments, but he's also optimistic about our guys and how well we can play and, and where we're trending, that was a tough part about the injury when, before he got hurt, you could see the offense starting to figure out a few things and then he you know, comes up with an injury that he can't control so that was a bit of a downer but uh, we've always had a mentality of bouncing back and regrouping and you know, doing whatever we can to be productive on the floor and we a part of that today. At that point I asked Coach about the team's confidence level and coming back to the game you said is that situation you have to embrace this in the locker room is that kind of what the team is taking? Yeah for sure I mean you have to embrace it you have to believe it and see it you also have to be determined to do the things necessary to help you win the game. That was our focus today. We have to be more disciplined in the areas that have been really good for us and not wane in that discipline. So, yeah, you have to embrace it for sure. 
So basically saying, and I sometimes it's kind of hard to hear, and you know, they're still, you know, this is after practice, but you know, I've mentioned this before. Every time I play these cuts that are after practice, you know, they're, they're you know, the, the team, they love being around each other. They're still out there. They're getting shots up. They're still working on things well after practice is done. Um, we have these media sessions, and basically, my, you know, it feels optimistic that Chris Paul can return and will return. Obviously, not available for Game Three, but um, you know, just because how he works and his worth ethic, and then you know, just kind of um, talk. You know, a question about book. He's you know that was asked. You know, how do you, what do you guys do in these situations? He said, "Well, we we just we just gotta." Um, you know, believe that that we can we can get through it and 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 do it like we have before and just stay resilient. So uh, I like that. Um, let's see, uh, Cameron Payne, and this is obviously still on. Um, you know, Chris Paul. That that's the big topic right now. But Cameron Payne was asked uh, um, if he's. Uh, Going into Game Three with the mindset that he's starting with Chris Paul out, and this is his response. Food and is is right now with him obviously being out with the injury. Uh, I mean he he's all right. He's saying he'll be fine. Uh, you, you know, see he he he, he pretty quiet when it, when something happening because you never know when he's gonna come back. So he's just told me be ready. Uh, I know he's doing fine. He said he was fine. So. I was just going to keep the good spirits going. Are you going into this thinking, okay, I'll be starting game three? For sure. All right, just being, being ready. Okay. How much does the experience with this finals two years ago help you with something else? Oh, a ton, a ton. Uh, I mean, this is like my second game really being back since that Lakers game. So, um, man, it's, honestly, man, I got, I got so much energy just to go out there and play. Like, I'm just geeked to be playing. Uh, honestly, like, I'm just ready to go. What are main points of improvement you're focusing on for yourself after that game back? Uh, obviously shoot better. Uh, obviously see that thing go through. Uh, be better defensively. Uh, but man, 50-50 balls. Try to try to try to get in on those 50-50 balls a little bit more. I think we need those, uh, and that's something I know I can bring to the table. What are the challenges to establishing a rhythm when you've been? So he said, shoot better, play defense better. Um, I don't, you know, he wasn't out there a whole long time for me to see how his defense was. I, I mean, I don't think it was, you know, too bad, but he definitely, you know, gets in, needs to get in a rhythm diff- offensively. Um, I think he was 0 for 7. You can go back and listen to it or you can look it up if you want to. I'm, I'm not going to, but I'm pretty sure he was 0 for 7 or it was, it was an odd number, like 0 for 7 or 0 for 9 or something like that from the field. Uh, so... Uh, and, and campaign is is much better than an 0 for seven. That's that's for sure. Um, here's a uh, uh, more on campaign. Um, just uh, his thoughts on you know being down 0 two. This is the first time the Suns have been down 0 two, and um, and the first time that they've uh, you know not started a series at home. So, you know, how he, how he feels about being back at home. Chris and DA and, and you and DA? Oh, uh, I mean, not really. C, C hit the midi way, way better than me. All I can say is I'm a little bit faster. Uh, just, man, try to, try to exploit, you know, them being a little bit slower at the pick and roll. 
Uh, but DA loves to play in that little middle area. I try to find them a little bit more. Uh, but honestly, I feel like my, my, my speed kind of changes to the pick and roll between me and DA and CP and DA. Is it more? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. sorry. I wondered how Denver has defended against that. Oh, I mean, uh, when I played uh, the last game, they were kind of in the drop, so you really don't know. Uh, I don't know. They, they make changes, so I don't really know. We just had to see when we get out there. I was just following up because when you do do pick and roll and you put and you go downhill, the defense draws, and that's usually when you find the edge. Yeah, for sure. Uh, man, touching the paint is just big time. Like, if anybody can get their foot in the paint, uh, the defense always will converge because the ball scores. And, uh, like, the recipe, man, try to converge them and try to get some good open looks. Coach Luke mentioned that he spoke to the team about what you guys have been through in the past and what you're all capable of. I'm curious, from your perspective, what do you think you and this team are capable of, even being down this 2-0? Um, I, I feel like we're capable of getting out of this hole. Um, I mean, we, we back home. Um, our job was to go steal one. That, that didn't happen. Let's just handle what we got now. Let's try to go 2-0 two, two here um, and deal with what we got to do back on the road. Uh, but I feel like we just got to get everybody confidence up here at the crib. Hope everybody in the Valley come ready because uh, we're going to be ready. So we need them. Um, I feel like they'll get everybody going. Thanks, Thanks Thank you. Thank you, sir. That's the second time um, that either the coach – or a player says, hey, we need the fans. Like, we need them. And, uh, I, you know, if you're in the Phoenix area, you have you have the ability to go and, and to the game, do what you can to get out there um, and be ready. I mean, be cheering. If, if uh, Denver goes on an 8-0 run, that's when you, you know, even maybe even before that, but you get up and start cheering the team on, try to get them, you know, get them back in the game. You know, do what you can to to get there and and give them give them support. Um I you know, I said it uh, the other day, I feel like the Suns can, you know, I w- wasn't banking on them, you know, I I was hoping that they would get a split at least. I didn't think they would, you know, sweep like they did last time, you know, I, even though I mentioned, you know, joked about it, but I didn't think they would. I was hoping for at least a sweep, but I, I kind of also felt like, you know what, Suns might lose the first two games, but then I believe they can win, you know, the next four. So th- win th- games three, four, five, and six, you know. And um, with Chris Paul, it's going to be a lot harder. But if you ask me today, if I still feel that way, I do. I really do. I, I think, I think they're you know these last couple of days they really took a look in the mirror and said, hey, this is what we we know what we can do. We just need to do it, and and we need to apply what we've been saying all this whole time. And I, I think they can. Um, and uh, and it's going to take everybody, everybody's focus. Um, Devin Booker, you know, again. Keep on going with the same thing, talking about uh, Chris Paul being out. Yesterday, embracing the whole moment of it, but um, how are you guys uh, going to adapt without him being out there? I mean, only time can tell. Mm-hmm. You know, we're obviously game planning for it now, uh, but you know, you can't can't replace what, what Chris brings to the team. Uh, he'll still be there, being a leader, being vocal, but you know, the things he does on the court, we just have to find other ways to. Just be effective, uh, make sure everybody's involved, and you know, 
was trying to do some of the Chris Paul stuff. Curious, because obviously with you being a, being more of a playmaker this year, we know Kevin's a playmaker. Is this about as prepared as you could be to lose a guy like Chris, knowing that you two are, are capable and, and do that as well? Yeah, I mean, it puts more on, you know, all of our plates. Um, but, you know, that's, that's part of playoff basketball. That's part of the NBA is just, you know, controlling what you can control. You know, we all wish injuries weren't a part of it, but, you know, it is. And, you know, the teams that can sustain that and adapt um, under those circumstances kind of tend to do better. How do you guys kind of approach the extra gap in between two and three? Because I know after a loss, you guys are normally ready to get back out there, but yeah. for preparation and rest sake. Um, I mean, just keep it high level. You know, even if you're not on the court, um, doing anything with your body, just, you know, your mental awareness, your sharpness still be there. And, you know, just mentally put yourself in those situations that we seen last game. Rewatch the last game, see what worked and what didn't. Devin, this might be difficult to answer, but with what you said to the group before Monty came in and those moments that come for you after a loss like that, what are what are you thinking in those moments in terms of when to step up and, and when something needs to be said? Um, you know, it's just a feel. You know, it's part of leadership, just trying to be effective and you know what you say and you know approach different people different ways. You know, I've had a lot of different teammates, a lot of different coaches, so you know I've seen you know what works and what doesn't. And, and I think we have a group that everybody believes in us still, and you know we just take it from there. Who do you think of the most? When- hey, everybody believes in them, you know, and I I think that's what you have to have right now is just the belief that they can it does kind of look a little bit bleak um this one's kind of a uh of a fun one uh more devin booker but uh so um and i'll try to explain this best i can before but um uh kevin durant has uh joined uh call of duty started playing and uh uh, I think I thought I saw somewhere that the that there's a Kevin Durant um, skin, like you can get a skin for Kevin uh, as Kevin Durant. I I don't know, or maybe someone just made something based off of this conversation that we're about to listen in on, um, or or you know like someone like you know Photoshop something. I don't know, but I thought I saw somewhere that there was a skin. But anyway, it's just kind of a conversation between. Um, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and you know, playing Call of Duty. Bro, you ain't gonna let me know. <laughs> I need a code or something. Um, that's exciting, man. I'm excited for May 10th. When you did you tag in the gulag and you thought you would I thought certified I did yourself some. a bit? No, nah, once they did the Messi and Pogba, like I knew they could do it, and it's, yeah, it's a dream of mine. Maybe you're next, maybe you're for the yeah, no, I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous right now. Come on, bro. You ain't. <laughs> Uh, so that's just like to just, just a little bit of fun. Um, and so that was, uh, uh, the other day, um, after, uh, practice, um, and then, uh, we have a whole session of, uh, media availability after uh yesterday's uh practice as well. So, um that was a little bit after um I guess that would be yesterday's Thursday, today's Friday. 
So Wednesday and Thursday practice. Um, I think they probably spoke to a couple more people on on Wednesday, but we don't have all of it just from what Dwayne Rankin posted. Posted. So we're done with his Twitter. Now we we'll go to uh, uh, Sun's uh, YouTube page um, and the media availability uh, after yesterday's practice. And so uh, Monty Williams, Kevin Durant, um, CP3 uh, also talk. Um, I think um, DA as well. Um, if this one doesn't have DA, then I know I thought I saw some DA on uh, Dwayne Rankin, so we might go back to that. But this is after, anyway. Nonetheless, this was uh, after yesterday's uh, practice. I mean, he's he's one of those guys. Um, when you look at how they play, you look at his career in Orlando. He's made so many adjustments to um, his game to fit what they do here. And I think that's one of the reasons why they've been so good. One of the many, um, his ability to be physical in the paint, um, his screening on the ball, off the ball. And he's a good compliment to Jokic when uh, there's a post-up situation. He knows when to cut, when to seal. And you know when you think of him, as a basketball player, automatically you think of the athleticism. You don't think of the, the IQ and the nuances and the things that he brings to the table. And so I, I didn't, when they traded for him, I was trying to figure out how that was going to work um, because you're thinking about a team that you have to face. And they figured it out, and he's figured it out, and that's why one of the reasons why they're so good. Look at the fouls. I know you guys I think you 21. I mean, it's always what Kevin said, you want to avoid it, but it's the discipline um, before that, that moment comes. You know, you're not going to reach, you're going to contest high, and understanding in the playoffs, that's the one foul that is probably being called consistent. You know, you can be physical with your body. You can even be physical with your hands off ball, but when someone has the ball and you reach, especially against the really good players, it's probably going to be um, to your detriment. And so you have to have great discipline in those situations. Monte, how different is this Nuggets team from the one you swept two years ago? Gosh, I don't know. We haven't really thought much about that at all. Um, I just look at their record. They're one of the best teams in the league. Um, Jokic is, you know, he's won another MVP since then. Murray is Murray uh, and Gordon. You know, they've added more defensive guys. Caldwell Pope is a champion and uh, a two-way player. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So they've been in Mike's program for a while. So they, they have the continuity that it takes to be really good. Do they gain an advantage the last two times you played them? They didn't play any of their starters, and you did. Is there anything there? Anything to read into that? I, I wouldn't, but I'm, I assume you have, so maybe you want to tell me. <laughs> I'm just wondering you if got the You got the thing on, so I'm, I'm sure you're, if it matters, you're probably going to take this information back to Mike, so that's about how much you're going to get from me, so yeah. I'm done with you anyway. <laughs> You like that? I like it. Monty, uh, against Minnesota, they were going with more green at the five and going smaller. What yeah. do you see on the tape from that? I think the, that's the versatility that they have. You know, the only young 
guy on the floor is, is Brown, Braun. I hate saying his name wrong, but I've heard it pronounced differently. But they have so many veteran guys like Jeff who can play the five, the four, can switch. Um, you know, he communicates well on defense. And then they can bring in DJ if they feel like you're getting to the basket too much. They have a, a veteran guy like DJ that can come in and give you rim protection. And he does the same thing as far as communicating and bringing savvy to the game. It was in smaller spot situations for you guys when it came to going small in the first round, but how did you like to look when you saw it? Um, it's something that we feel like we can go to. Um, the offensive package is a little bit streamlined and focused into fewer plays, but you know we feel like that's a tool in the toolbox. Wish you hadn't brought it up because I didn't want to talk about it, but it, it's something that we feel like if we need to, we can go there. When it comes to point of attack defense with a guy like Jamal, I feel like maybe that might be what, you know, yeah. After especially after Mont just said, I wish he would have brought it up, because, you know, he you know he doesn't want to tell, you know, Denver that that might be what they do. I mean, there's not much surprise that you can do at this point. You know, there's so much film on every game that you played and what you've done, the rotations you've done, and and whatnot. Um. With the exception of, you know, Kevin Durant, because Kevin Durant's only been on your team for, you know, only had, what, 15 games up to this, you know, 15, 16 games. I know they were, you know, 10-1 and one at one point. They've lost, uh, you know, three in the playoffs. So whatever it is in three now with Kevin Durant. Um, but majority of them, you know, what they've done is all out there, so there's not much hiding. But I feel like that's, that's Monty Williams saying, oh, we're thinking about doing that for game three at some point. Um, and uh, But he didn't want to really say it. So, you know, also to keep it to the vest, he said, you know, we know that's in the toolbox. Doesn't mean we're going to go there, but, you know, we know it's in the toolbox. I think all of our guys, you know, it's all hands on deck with a guy like Jamal. Um, the way that he scores off the dribble, catch shot, playmaking. Um, and he's a big physical guard and he's, he's playoff tested. And, you know, I've said it before, he's, he's an all star in my opinion. So you just want to be able to put guys on him that make it tough. We say that all the time about really good players. You can't stop them, but you want to make it tough on them. Have you been impressed with how good he looks in his first playoffs back from ACL? Jamal? Yeah. yeah. I'm impressed but not surprised um, because we've seen it before. When we were in the bubble, um, we left before he went on that tear, but that's who I've seen, you know, the player that can uh, take over games, shoot it from anywhere, off the dribble, catch shot. And I, I believe the continuity helps when you've been in the program for a long time. It certainly helps. And, and playing with Jokic, you know, that, that probably is a, a part of the success that <laughs> Jamal has had. But we've, I've always viewed him as an all-star. Coach, what's the sort of a mood, Last one. Um, the mood our mood is always one of humility and respect for what we get to do. You know, we never look at what people think about the series or how it should go. Um, 
we feel like God has blessed us with these opportunities and we want to take advantage of them um, when we can with a great deal of respect for the opponent. And that, that creates an appropriate fear um, that we feel like allows us to be our best when we're on the floor. So we have a great deal of respect for this team. I, I'm, I wouldn't say that's an answer for mood, but it's, it's our intention and heart. Is, uh, we just respect them. We have a great deal of humility for the game, and uh, we understand it's a privilege to do what we get to do. Thanks, Coach. It's the usual stuff that it takes to win a basketball game, rebounding, getting back on defense, and uh, winning a possession battle. You know, so if we do those things, we give ourselves a chance, and that's really what you want around this time. I mean, it's never going to equate too late once the game starts and you run up and down. I mean, we can we can get here early and you know run a couple sprints after practice, but once the ball is tipped, um, you de definitely going to feel it. But I think after that first that, that that initial that initial first you know win, you get through that. You're pretty good, you know. So it's about adapting as quickly as possible. It's a tough place to play, but we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, we had some some four quarter games there, and you know, we had to adjust to how they were playing us on, you know, especially the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, they had a lot of guys that can attack downhill, so that's testing our our defense, our shell as a our defensive principle as a whole. So. Um, I felt like it was, uh, you know, it was a good first-round series for us to figure out who we are, get our legs up under us, and just keep getting better. So I'm glad we was able to advance from that, and it's a different challenge. So you know, we obviously want to take some stuff away, but it's a whole different challenge that you know we're looking forward to, and we'll know more as, as we start to play these guys. Hey Kevin, how nice is it to uh, join a league, have the company, and, and sign that lifetime deal? Man, it's it means a lot, man. It's uh, it's a dream come true. It's something that. Uh, been working towards since I was a kid and having a partnership with Nike. So, uh, you know, to be in that company is uh, is a blessing. So, you know, I'm looking forward to what we can do in the future. When that young Kevin Durant signed with Mr. Deal with no facial hair, yeah. did you think that you would be here talking about a lifetime deal? I, I did, to be honest. Like, uh, I did think that, you know, if I stay focused and stay locked into what I I know I can do, I can I can do some big things and I can have a huge partner like Nike. So, it's just a matter of staying focused and having that endurance to keep getting up and doing this every day. So yeah, I had confidence that I can do so. Um, but a lot of stuff had to, I had to put in a lot of work to get here. Kevin, when Monty was talking about Jeff the other week, he joked that when God parted the Red Sea, Jeff was probably there and crossed with him with how long he's been in the league. Damn, so what's that saying about me? <laughs> I was drafted. I, I came in the league before Jeff. Two, yeah, three picks before Jeff. <laughs> I thought I was making a joke about Jeff. Now I'm making a joke about you this week. Um, just how have you seen Jeff evolve over the years? He's bounced around so many teams, but he's always been effective on every single team. Yeah, just first off, a great teammate. I mean, that, and that uh, does a lot for a group. I mean, you got a guy that experienced a lot, been through a lot, but can uh, you know bring that great feel and that great culture to any organization. You know, so we had him in Brooklyn and OKC. It was like. You know, he made the he made the locker room better. He made each player better, just his presence. So you can feel that here in Denver. They love him here. The fans love him. Uh, he's been going by Uncle Jeff for a minute, so it feels like you know he's the uncle of this team here. So you know, they got two guys, him and DeAndre Jordan, that with veteran presence that that'll help a, a team that's trying to get over the top. So you know he's he's been at it for a while. It doesn't look like he's slowing down. He dunk on somebody every game. So, um, 
I'm looking forward to competing against him. For Jeff, with the way the league has evolved over the last 10 years, what does it say about him as a player that he's made that fluid transition from 3-4 to 4-5? Yeah, I mean, when we first came in, I think the, the beauty of our team when we were young, he played four for us. He was a stretch four, and that was before. we. It was mainly two centers always playing um, back then. So. Uh, Jeff was kind of one of the first stretch fours, and he was able to do, you know, multiple things with the ball. And I think that that versatility is helping him, you know, stand the lead for this long. And especially with the way the game is going, it's more fast-paced, more space on the floor. You need guys that are versatile like that. So he's been doing that since day one, and you know, his athleticism is generational, as we can tell. You know, that's at 35, 36 years old, still getting up like that. So he still adds something to it, brings something different to your team. And, you know, it's gonna, we got our work cut out for us with Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I always was high on Mike. I feel like in high school, he was looked at as the best player in the country. I think his injury is the reason why he dropped so low and Denver was lucky enough to grab him. At uh, it was the 14th or 15th pick, but he always had that potential to be a great player. And, um, he got the, he got healthy now. He got an opportunity to play with a team that's playing for something, playing meaningful basketball every year. And you got a Hall of Famer you playing with as well to make the game a little easier for you. So um, you know, his sky's the limit for him. He's still young in the game. He's still athletic after surgery. So you know, he's uh, you know, hopefully he has a quiet series this series, but. He's been playing great for him. He's an X factor for him. What do you expect the, the intensity level to be? Just with both both these teams wanting to, you know, go and win a championship. How much is the intensity going to be there this year? Uh, you got you got a lot of guys on this floor who got a chip on their shoulders, who've been through a lot in this league. So I think that naturally, regardless of what the moment is, I think that's going to bring out that competitive fire. Could be a preseason game and a regular season game. You know these guys on both teams are going to bring it, um, and that's the, that's the beauty of playing at this level. Um, you know, but when you add on it being the second round, then, you know, Denver had a great year and their home crowd was great all season. I think that adds to it. But to the core of it, we got competitive guys on both teams that just enjoy playing ball, and you'll see that. Kevin, with you being such a student of the game, what's it been like having those conversations with Devin and You're in the game. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's always good bouncing ideas off of somebody as. You know, as great as Book and CP and Monty and, you know, you got a lot of experience here with Coach MB and, and, and you know, you got, you know, Jared Jack, Randy, guys have been around the league for a minute, you know, so you hear these stories and it's always good, cool hearing stories and their experiences throughout the league and um, it's one just big family and brotherhood, man, so we all connect in some way. Basketball's a common ground when we come and connect, but knowing a lot about these guys on and off the floor. So I think all of that stuff helps become a good team. And, you know, I think always talking ball, but more than anything, we talk life. Kevin, how does Joker and Jamal stress a defense and put the defense in compromised positions? Well, they're two skilled players that can score from anywhere on the floor. So regardless of what action a coach puts them in, they're comfortable, and that's always tough to stop. Do, do you look at Joker as kind of a point guard in the center's body? Nah, I look at him more as a... No, I want to say a point. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was just I thinking. Put like, words in your mouth. Yeah, I was just looking. I was just thinking back to the games that he played and what he does. He can bring the ball up the court. He can orchestrate the offense. He can play in the post. So yeah, I mean, he can. It's no, it's no limit or ceiling that you can put on him. You can't just call him a great passer or a great big man or he's just a great basketball player. You know what I'm saying? Um, put labels on guys, you, you take away from them a little bit. So yeah, he could, he could call him a point guard one second, he could call him a center one moment, but he could, he could do everything. Hi. How much do you look forward to you know, going up a guy against a guy that's one two? You know, does that motivate you? Or, you know, 
I'm so motivated. I just love to play anyway. So like, I hold, I got a standard for myself regardless of who's out on the floor. And, um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's always great competing against the best. But uh, I'm really competing against myself, to be honest. Has, has Phoenix seen the best of you, Kevin? Or are you just waiting for that moment? I'm never waiting for anything. I'm always trying to go get it as soon as I get on the floor. Uh, sometimes that. Uh, oh, what are you trying to say? I'm just saying. Do you, <laughs> can, can we have one of those games where you explode? What does you that need mean? to explode. What does I mean, mean? when you, you take over a game. I feel like I've been involved in impact games since I've been here. It may not be. Um, I might not score every time down. Or create something every time down, but I think I've been impactful. I think all, some of my best games in my career has been the quiet 25 to 30 point nights. I think I've played great in those games. So who knows what you might see? I think that's the beauty of my game that I can uh, adapt and play any style, any way, and, and contribute to a team winning without having to make every possession about myself. So we'll see what happens, though. I'm, uh, hopefully, I can go out and get you one of those nights. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. So um, we'll go ahead and actually go back to Dwayne Rankin for some more money and, and a couple other things. Um, since we didn't get it, we, you know, they're going to try. They didn't get an update from, from the other day on, on Chris Paul, so they ask again. <laughs> I'm talking about the mic. Yeah. <laughs> my teeth this morning. Uh, did Chris get anything done today? No, he didn't do anything today. He's just phase of getting himself getting himself right. I mean, he didn't do anything on the floor with us, but he's doing stuff in the back and he's on the floor doing some small stuff, but nothing is tangible. So is his status for, what's his status for game three? Still the same as it was yesterday. Okay, so it's still a day-to-day thing. It's the same as it was yesterday. Okay, okay. When looking at just, even with that being said, the ball handlers that you guys have now, as opposed to say if this had happened Two years ago, yeah. with Chris, are you guys better prepared? I wouldn't say. Well, I think we've been in these situations before when we've had guys uh, go down and we've had a number of guys uh, step up, but they were prepared during the regular season for these moments. So this could be one of those situations we just have to wait and see. Coach, when you look at the offense from game two, how much did campaign and just playing with a little more pace help you guys? We're, we're hopeful that. Adjustments to the lineup, not just campaign, but uh, a couple of the guys <coughs> playing point five, space the floor a little bit more can help us. But for sure, campaign, his ability to get down the floor uh, and get into stuff um, quickly certainly helps. It really helps when you're able to get the stops like we did in the first half. Where I don't think we gave up an offensive rebound. We gave up five in the third quarter, and that kind of slowed us down a little bit. So once we get the ball, to your point, guys like Cam can get down the floor and even book Kevin for that matter. I don't think we've had as many hit-ahead passes like we did in the Clippers series. So we have to be cognizant of that, try to get the ball down there with the pass. Not only dribbling the ball, but maybe the pass is a better way to create that pace. So more guys that uh, space floor, um, you know, maybe uh, um, – you know, he he said, you know, just some guys that are gonna get uh, more um, scoring, and uh, 
basically, I guess the plan is to, you know, I mean, obviously, the all the plan is always to outscore your opponent, but I guess maybe a little bit less defense and more offense is, might be what Monty's thinking. Um, DeAndre Ayton. Oh, again, the the subject being Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton's uh, thought about, you know, being down 2-0, facing a deficit, going into game three. Um, what's it like uh, guarding Jokic? Stuff like that. <laughs> you talk about going into the lab. What do you feel like you guys have done these last couple of days to get ready for uh, game three? I think we cracked down on the things we need to do. Um, really just playing our type of basketball, man. You know, starting on the road in the series is, uh, was new for us. And uh, also playing in Denver was new for us uh, to where, you know, we started off the series. And, you know, um, it was just new all around. You know, being too, down too old, that's new as well. Just new adversity. Um, it's all a part of the playoffs. And the thing is, it's really enlightened us, you know. Um, we the, uh, Now we got a great and grind. Now we're desperate. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I kind of like it. You know, um, there's nothing uh, we got to lose, to be honest. Um, you know, just to have that feeling so early in the series and, you know, know that, golly, everything really counts, you know, right now. And, you know, just to be back home, having this feeling is great. Um, it's a good feeling. Um, it's not like we're going, we're at their place and we're down too low. So, um, uh, it, it's, it's good to be. I don't know why, it's just all of a sudden deciding to buffer randomly normally i never get this issue playing these videos on uh on twitter oh this is so dumb back in the our fans on our side and the arena's about to be ours curious what are keys to, to slowing down Jokic now after after what's happened the last two games um, me, me just guarding them straight up like how I used to in the past. Um, I know the things I need to do to where uh, get him to you know just use a lot more energy, um, get away from the plays a little bit, and probably not get the ball as much in possessions like that. I mean, mainly like just boxing out more. Um, I don't think I had my body on him as much. 
think I was too worried about the physicality of the game and whether how the calls would be called on me or not. And, you know, it, it gets weird around there, you know, knowing, knowing the amount of physicality you can, you know, go on guys to where, you know, whether they're initiating the contact or you're giving the contact. You know, it gets tricky in those ways. So we definitely took advantage of the first two games of me trying to find out uh, the rhythm of the games and the physicality of the games. But, um, Right now we down too low. So I know my physicality. I know what I'm saying. Um, one thing I thought that was interesting, he said, uh, when, you know, when being down 2-0, he says, uh, we're desperate, and I kind of like it. Well, DA, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you should be desperate the whole time. You were you were up 2-0 against Milwaukee, and you lost, and um and then you lost by a combined 60 points between game six and our um, game five and six. No, six and seven, excuse me. Uh, last season against uh, Dallas, you struggled against um, the uh, Pelicans last year. Should have put them away. You guys should be more than desperate. Um. Uh, here's more DA. Um, no real direction on on this that I can gather, at least from you know the post from Dwayne Rankin. No, really. We know how they play. Uh, the campaign, and we know how quick we So just making sure I keep up with him. You know, uh, making sure I get all misses off the rim. Putting myself in positions to overwork. Maybe you catch a late lob, things like that. DeAndre, there was a clip of you from the game with Mike. I was curious on your thoughts when you saw that making the rounds. There was a clip of you from the game standing there when you were tipping You commented on it on Instagram. I assume that was you. I don't know. I clapped my hands. What did you mean by that with your response? I just clapped my hands. It's funny how they just took out that one game. I don't know what you want me to do like that. Yeah, things like that, it's just, it's just kind of weird. DeAndre, um, Bonnie mentioned that Terrence and TJ could step in for a bigger role for you guys moving forward. Who? Uh, Terrence and TJ. What about That they could step in for a bigger role for you guys moving forward. Bonnie said that yesterday. Uh, what do you think they might be able to provide that you guys are missing? Oh, yeah, them dudes are scoring machines, man. Um, you know, two guys that can really score the ball. Uh, big threats, especially when these teams are helping. And especially, uh, you know, when generating offense is big role to the rim, those guys can knock down inside corner shots for us. And, you know, just playing point five and create something for the next to, con to contribute to something. Yeah, he really also said have fun, man. He said it with a smile on his face, man. You know, because um, that's really, really what it's all about. You know, there's some young dudes in a position where people wish they could be in. You know, you know it's fun. And uh, just competing and knowing that, you know, the adversity when it hits and knowing that we love this adversity and you having a team around you that, you know, grows and things like that. Tends to, uh, you know, to just to where how we approach the game to fight back. But what what is big on that? You can't really knock him down. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, if you think he's knocked down, he's gonna show that he can get back up. 
So yeah, he definitely made that contagious and made that well known that you know, we about to have some fun. We're going back home, we about to turn up. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, more money. I, I know with Dwayne Rankin, it's not always in in a specific order. So back to money. I'm uh, talking about going five for five on the line in game two. He was asked about it uh, at uh, post game and just kind of asked about it again now. Coach, I meant to ask you this yesterday, but you said you were going to go back and look at the free throws and and wonder that number uh, when you went back and looked at it it was, was five even low I, I can't talk about that. that that's just trying to push me to get fined I'm not gonna it is what it is it's the second lowest free throw like I don't think anybody's ever seen that you know what I'm saying so it is what it is we have to be more forceful as it relates to getting to the basket and creating kind of contact that will get us to the free throw line but it was a low number that's all I can say about it thank you thank you Monty thank you so um there's that <laughs> never seen him before obviously he's clearly not a fan um back to um uh, Kevin Durant. Um, the other the other night, he went uh, two of twelve, and um, from three and overall ten of twenty seven. So poor shooting. Um, just kind of asked about you know how can you change that? As far as preparation, uh, just watching more film and just trying to figure out different ways for us to get better and be prepared for game three. Curious in terms of just with you offensively, and obviously the, the when you have a game where you you know you don't shoot it well from three. Like, what's what is your approach the next couple of days? Is it, is it getting up even more shots, or how do you, how do you even approach? I'll just stick to the same routine. Uh, okay. <clears throat> a lot of times I'm playing a mental game, so um, usually when I miss shots or struggle to shoot the ball, it's just a uh, you know it's a. The approach thing is, is you know, how I'm approaching the game where the spots on the floor where I need to be aggressive from. So it's all about, about surveying the game and see where I, seeing where I fit. Kevin, Kevin being down 0-2 after winning the first on the road, you've been here before since 2012. You have won the next four against San Antonio. I know it was a long time ago, but what do you remember about the team's mindset after dropping the first two? Uh, just trying to take care of your business every possession at home. One possession at a time. You can't get everything back at once. So just having that focus and that and that uh, you know togetherness on every possession, that'll lead to something solid. So you just got to take it in, like one, one, literally one possession at a time and see. What happens. With that coming at such an early point in your career, what did you learn from that? Like not getting too low after all the losses in the playoffs. Oh, you learn that anyway in the NBA. You play so many games, you get you get taught that. First day of training camp as a pro, next man mentality, you don't get too high, too low. So you gotta, you gotta fall back on that stuff that you learned and start that play. Yes, it's it's uh, important that we have guys that have been through this experience before with this team um, step up and let everybody know, you know, what he feels. That's, that's the good thing about this team. We all have conversations. We all have dialogue. We see and 
Then it's a matter of us going out there and executing. All right. Um, got more Kevin Durant, I know. Um, <laughs> this is uh, Kevin Durant's response to the Call of Duty thing uh, from uh, from Wednesday. Uh, it's, it's more so just, yeah, I mean, it's obviously we're going to miss Chris and Chris and the so, but we just got to go out there and play our game. Try not to think too much about it and you know, try to move the ball and play together on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, we put ourselves in a good position. Uh, yeah, not quite torture, but you know, uh, we definitely are anxious to get out there and want to go play. And, uh, three days is a long time between some games and playoffs, so, especially after a loss. So, yeah, you get a little anxious. Um, but luckily, we got a game tomorrow. Okay, what's, what's going to be the biggest thing that you personally would miss about not having Chris on the floor with you? Uh, just another ball handler, somebody that can control the offense and create for us and himself. And, uh, it's always tough, you know, missing a guy like that that can keep off the things on the floor. Uh, so we're going to have to do it as a group. Duke mentioned that he was surprised to see you in Call of Duty. Uh, how was that for you to see yourself in the game? Pretty cool. I play, I play a lot of Call of Duty, so uh, I just thought it would be fun to, fun to be a part of. He's asking for that code, though. He said, "What's yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot of people asking for codes, man, so I got to go take care of it. You yeah. just spoke about embracing adversity, being down to zero. kind of likes it, but you've been up 3-1 before uh, years ago, so what's it like having to embrace the adversity without, you know, doing up and having a sense of complacency with you? Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about just playing ball. Regardless of what the score is, you go out there and play hard on both ends of the floor, play together, and I think that's the mindset you always got to have. So the high stakes in the playoffs, but to the core of what we're doing, it's just, it's just basketball. So we go out there and do what we do, do, do it to our best of our abilities, and let the chips fall where they may. So regardless of the situation, we still got to be the best version of you. Kevin, you guys only got – go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, hopefully we have a little bit more Kevin Durant. I'm pretty sure we do. Yes, we do. Um, da, 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 da. uh, Kevin asked about the free throw disparity going five for five on in uh at the line in game two. Yeah, we got some solid looks. Some good looks, and uh, so it's, uh, sometimes we could have made some extra passes as well. But that's just part of the game. It's part of watching film and going back and making adjustments. But for the most part, I like that. I like the shots we put up. And it's very rare when a team only gets five free throws. So when you, even when you went back and looked at it, were you like, okay, there were more opportunities to get to it? I'm just curious, just how you even approached it now. Yeah, it could have drove more. Could have, could have drove more. It's probably the only solution. Can't rely on nothing else. Just get to the paint more and try to get the rest of the score at the end. Um, and that's that's really easy with this. So, uh, you know, the more and more we move the ball and get the defense swinging, we can get some driving lanes, and you know, who knows we might get to the free throw. 
you, you and Book have already had to do so much now without Chris. You guys even do more? That's what we get paid to do, man. Whatever they, whatever, whatever's required, required of us. And uh, so, yeah, you got to play more minutes, take more shots, and you just got to do it. Just got to do it, he said. Um, da, da, da. Do we have more? I don't think we do. I think that la- that's the last little bit. So with that said, that's that's the show. Let's get the music going. I mentioned that I, I, I probably have 45 to an hour of, of Suns, and there it is, right at an hour uh, or almost right at an hour of Suns, 55 minutes and 15 seconds right at this moment uh, of Suns by itself. So um that's uh that's it happy friday gosh i didn't even mention that it was friday in that intro did i happy friday um i guess i was so ready to talk about my stories and you know get some laughs and and then get into sons didn't even mention it was friday so um for uh tomorrow's show we will talk about uh game three hopefully we're talking about a win we'll also talk about um the Diamondbacks they started a, a series against uh, the the Nationals. Um, so two games, two different teams to talk about for tomorrow's show, and then of course the weekend will be Suns Game Four on um, on Sunday. Um, Nationals um, game uh, two on Saturday and three on Sunday uh, we'll have uh, Tampa Bay and uh, the Phoenix Rising and then the uh, Mercury and Storm on, on Monday so that's just kind of a again a, another overview of everything going on. Uh, Big Sky Sports Talk at gmail.com. You can reach me there. Get involved in the conversation um, and uh, you know whatever you want to say whatever you want to talk about we, we want to bring it to the table um you can also shoot me a message um on facebook and instagram at big sky sports talk you can type that in or just big sky sports talk i guarantee you come right up and you can like and follow the page uh and uh that way you can check out the content there i always post uh when there's a new episode there as well and then if you listen on any platform you like uh apple spotify google Audible, audible uh iHeartRadio. Uh, Amazon Music, it's all available there. You can hit that bell notification and, and get notified that way as well. Thanks.